you believe we're already already halfway through the season? We're more than halfway through the season. We are, and yeah. <laughs> are you sick, dude? Yeah, this my I've had bad allergies, so my throat <sighs> is really bad. So I'll be coughing a lot, so it'd be annoying in this podcast. But right, it doesn't see, matter because we don't we don't have good content. So I'm not I'm not editing it out either. So fuck <laughs> it. No way. <clears throat> All right, so we're ready to review. We're going to review both, right? Yeah. Let's do it. It's a Bok Talk double feature. Double feature. Wow, we we saved it up just just to make it special for everybody because it's just that exciting. Just, uh, I know, we're just going to, just so we can, you know, really wrap it all into one and shit talk just one episode, so. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. Um. Well, thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, we are going to cover chapters 20 and 21, which is The Foundling and The Pirate. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, should be fun. This is uh, Star Wars Talk for the Average Fan. This is the way. I forgot yesterday's episode was the pirate. <laughs> you forgot the title? <laughs> yes. I, I mean, like the character was so memorable, the pirate character. I was just like, it was so intense when he died. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like I just blew my mind. So before I, I was kind of thinking about um, a topic to discuss. So mm. before we get into everything, I want, I want you to think of three, one words, three words to describe that described this season of the Mandalorian. And then we could kind of explain why as we're going through each episode. What do you mean? Like, so like three adjectives to describe the whole season so far? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mid. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I think I, and, and the reason, or do you want me to say the reason for each one? Or you want me to just give the three, give the three real quick. And then we'll, we'll, okay. we'll talk about it. We can explain why All right, I'm, I'm not prepared, but okay. So mid is the first one that comes to mind. The second one that comes to mind is commercial. Um, okay. And the third one that comes to mind is incohesive. Okay, good. Yeah, I can see that. What are what are your three words? Yeah, my also was mid. I feel like that's yeah, the biggest one to defy this season. Um, excuses. I feel like a lot of excuse oh, driven, excuse driven plot. And then mm. I've been thinking about this for days, but um it's not one word, but one dimensional. Okay. Yeah. It's one word with a hyphen. Yeah. If you want it to be. Oh, I love that. That's, that's a great, that's the, I'm glad that we have like some different ones going on. Um. So do we want to talk about some of these words? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really curious about commercial. What, what, what do you think? What do you mean by commercial? Yeah. I like, just got like commercialized. I, yeah. Like commercialized, like um, not that it like feels like a commercial necessarily, but like okay. it, it feels very commercialized in the sense that like, um, I mean, just from like out the gate, obviously the whole premise of the plot for season three feels commercial in the fact that they brought back Grogu. And I feel like we've rehearsed this so many times. It doesn't need yeah. to be like fleshed out. Um, but then I also think like in the general aesthetic and like every, just the way that everything is sort of like the way it looks, the way it feels to me, it all it's kind of like this weird, like oxymoronic thing, and like the sense, like it, it's commercial, and so it feels like it's about it's about the generation of just like like generating. Um, 
I don't know. It just feels, it feels like cheapened, but also it's like for making money and you can tell that it's for making, yeah, making money. True. And so I just, I feel And I feel like that goes down to like everything with it. Like so many moments in this season, like, I feel like I'm, I'm looking at like, I, I feel like the costumes and the dialogue and everything is just so lackluster. It just lacks, it lacks like any like really vital creativity. It feels very like commercial driven. Um, yeah, I definitely can see that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, like, even just like the pirate, like, th- like, what is that? Like that just, yeah. I just don't get it. Like, I just it it I not that it's necessarily commercial, I guess, but it just feels so like contrived and I don't know, it just it's kind of just and and like a lot of the costumes, like this whole season, or not this whole season, this most previous episode, I was just like, what like what am I watching? Like I don't know. It, it just, it felt, yeah, it just felt very, uh, I don't know. Just didn't have like this like vitality or like, I don't know that it just didn't feel very like authentic, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's like the opposite of like commercial is like authentic, like, okay. Like, yeah. 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 Two opposite ends of a spectrum. And so maybe that's why I said commercial. No, yeah, that's really good. I can see that. I completely agree. Um, what was your what was your second word after mid? Uh, excuses, excuses. Oh, yeah, well, I don't. I have no idea what you mean by that. I mean like, so I mean like excuse driven plots. So I feel mm-hmm. like instead of like actually good writing, they're just making. They're like, how can we get this to happen? And for instance, oh like, yeah, oh like how can we get Bo-Katan to join Din Djarin? Oh, I have a. Let's have him go to Mandalore and get captured. Oh, that'll make her come to. It's like, or you could just like have him ask her since he has the dark saber. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to help me unite Mandalore or you want to come with me? It's like, or like the, the dragon scene where the dragon steals that kid. And then um, it's just to get Grogu alone with the armorer. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, or to hey, get, or to get Bo-Katan, like yeah. Bo-Katan gets like a side quest or she can become like, a like extra yeah. honor with that group. And it's like, okay, you, the armor is like literally the leader of the group. She can like, ask Grogu for like a one-on-one or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, everyone leaves except Grogu because he's so small. So, oh, the armor has time to, oh, come, come Grogu. Now we have time to talk. I was like, okay, hey, this is so stupid. Or like the pirate scene. It's like, oh, we need help. And the, the new Republic's not helping us. So what are we supposed to do? Oh, oh, I don't know. Let's ask the Mandalorians. It's, I don't know, man. It's just, or like he, he, the, the, the pilot finds the Mandalorian co- uh, coat, <laughs> I know what because of the that? droid. Yeah, that was so random. Uh, that was really easy for him to find. He found him in five minutes. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> thinking that too. I was like, this is so ridiculous. I don't know. Like it, it just yeah. It's just I don't know. It's just stupid. Oh, let's. Oh, I can I can knock that hole out. I can when he goes and visits Palimato. Oh, I can knock that hole out. You don't need IG eleven, even though I don't know. Just. I feel like instead of just writing good good writing, having Din Djarin take a lead, they're just like trying to make all these excuses yeah. to make for some reason feel like it makes like, oh, this is a coincidence or what a mm-hmm. oh how convenient. It's like what why why I don't understand that. I don't understand this concept. Yeah, I think I think what comes to mind for me like is just like it feels unnatural. Like nothing yes, feels it like does. Yeah. Like, there's like no natural flow to it. It all feels like it's like it's just like they're trying to like push like certain things. Like it doesn't it just yeah, it feels very scripted. I don't know. It's just Good point. this season is like it's so mid. It is so boring. 
it, it does not have any of the magic of the first two seasons. And I really do think Grogu is the reason for that. Um, because it seems like everyone is taking a backseat, including Din. Like Din's taking a backseat to his own show. To that's been pers- the biggest. That's been the biggest disappointment. Maybe this literally season the biggest letdown. He's yeah. like, it's literally, it's like Bogotan is down. The, especially after last episode, it's like Bogotan is now like almost like sharing the main character, if not taking more of the main spotlight. Like Din is such yeah. like he's like a side character now, and I'm like, what? Like what is going on? Yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's very it's very uh, disappointing the way that his character has become just like so so much less interesting, and yeah, I mean I think it's because of like I think it's part of it is because of these unnatural like excuse making plot lines that make him feel like he's not even decision maker. You know, like it just feels oh, like true. he's just it kind of just feels like he's being blown around and just like not really he's just not as interesting of a character and he's not as uh yeah it's just not it's just not where it was i know you said it you said it before like he's just so simple like he was so so complex and now just so simple-minded of oh i need to serve the cult it's like why (laughs) like what is going on well and and so that brings me to my third word uh what did i say incohesive yeah I, i do i do i just i feel like i feel like this is it's so i understand here's here i'm gonna backtrack before i say something that people are gonna disagree with i understand the concept of like episodic television of like television shows that are like each episode is a contained story yes like okay. I, I understand that concept um and i and i think it works really well like a lot of old school television shows are that way like a lot of sitcoms are that way too, but like a lot of old school television shows, like old Western shows and stuff. It's like, you know, there there's like each, each episode is its own little contained story and whatever. Like, I understand that th- that is something that works, but like this show is like trying to like almost like ride the fence between like a normal TV show where like, you know, a whole bunch of narrative and a whole bunch of plot is overlaid over the span of a season and like this episodic sort of thing where like each episode is its own contained story. And it becomes so inco- incohesive because like, I, I just like, I'm having trouble keeping, tr- I'm not, not having trouble keeping track, but like no, nothing feels consistent. Um, Like chapter 20, for instance, was just like, so on its own. And it just felt so boring because like it, like there's no stakes that are being like established within like a larger narrative. And it's also, but it's also not like we're super invested in a lot of the characters because so many of these characters speaking to your third word are so one dimensional because they've never been developed because there's never been like a, a overarching plot line with these characters to let us know what their values are and what their motivations are. Um, and like that, that is like one of the things that made me say incohesive was just like the armorer's behavior at the end of this chapter 21. Yeah, give the, me the pirate. a pirate. Give me a break. Right. <laughs> like, what was that? Like telling Bo-Katan to take off the helmet and then like, I'm going to assign Bo-Katan to go and unite Mandalore because, and in order to do that, she has to take off her helmet and also the dark saber is completely irrelevant at this point. I know. And it's and it's just like this is so inconsistent. Like it's so incohesive in terms of like an overarching story. And I also still were 3 seasons deep and I still have no idea what the armorer's motivations are. Like yes. what is the underarching like what what is the uh, yeah, what's the under what's the undercurrent of like 
why she does what she does. What is the character? What are the values? What is the, what is the, there's just like so such one dimensional character development and it's all just so incohesive. Um, And then, you know, obviously this episode brought back in um, the, whatever the officer um, who was involved with Dr. Pershing. Um, And so we're seeing like a little bit of these stories like crop back up. But like, I think if you were to like compare the way that these stories are intertwined to the way that we got storytelling in like Andor, um, like it's just so night and day in terms of how incohesive these like these stories are. This feels like a very, very poorly put together puzzle. And like, whereas like Andor felt like this like intertwined, like well braided rope, sort of these like those are my two metaphors, I guess I could use. <laughs> but it's just, like I hope that makes sense. It's just like it's so incohesive in terms yeah. of just like characters and they're they don't have a consistent none of the characters have like consistent values consistent motivations they're not well developed no, I, I shouldn't say none of the characters but pretty much all the characters but even then even the characters that do have development Bo-Katan and Din Djarin, they have become so bland this season for some reason and then um and then it's in it's incohesive in a sense like each episode has like a separate story that doesn't really tie in, but then it ties in in like a really vague way. And there's a bunch of time that's left in between. And like, they just, they don't keep the stakes up. They don't keep the urgency up. And it, it's, yeah, I just think that the storytelling is just incohesive. Yeah. Completely agree. And rant. <laughs> Any, anytime we get, to, I can talk about Andor, I will talk about it. Dude, Andor like pisses on this season of the Mandalorian. It's, <laughs> it's bad. It's not even, it's not even close. Andor had like literally 10 different, 10 different storylines going on at simultaneously. And it was so easy to follow. And you literally mm-hmm. got so invested with every single character. Like, mm-hmm. like literally every episode we reviewed, we're like, okay, I think I have a new favorite character. It was like, they were so interesting, so yeah. complex. We got to see a little bit more of them, how they operate. It's like that was literally the best. Literally, and that's why I think I do think it's the best storytelling we've ever had. Yeah. Um, for like a live action Star Wars show. I think so they, too. And they did that yeah. in one season. One season. And like, and 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 like remember, I think one of the things too that comes to mind is like each of the characters, like you had a clear you had a you didn't have a clear idea. You had a clear enough idea of what their motivations were and like what yeah. their, what their, what their inner, what their inner soul wanted, but not so much that you weren't still curious, you know, yeah. like they weren't one dimensional, like stupid, like Cyril Karn with him and his mom. Like we got this deep dive into this character psychology that was like, it kept it interesting, but we yeah. also got to like really feel motivated, kept us curious um, and, and the same with every single other character, you know, like the, um, uh, uh, Deidre, um, the, the Imperial officer, we get, we get angles of that character, you know, that, yeah. you know, she's motivated by this desire to prove herself and, 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 you know, maybe she, you know, we, you just get, you got these really interesting ideas about these characters. And like this, this season of this show is just like, it's like not, none of that is there. And so it's a bummer. Yeah, I want to bring up some points you mentioned that I literally have thought about too. So the armorer, like I again, I still don't understand why they call her the armorer and no one she doesn't have a name. Mm. And then like who put her in charge? Like I'm still confused that like, yeah, like you said, the Darksaber doesn't mean we've seen the Darksaber one time. Like mm-hmm. literally, end of season one, the Darksaber comes out and everyone is freaking out. Moff, mm-hmm. we see Moff Gideon has it. 
And we're all like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Season two is all about getting the Darksaber or rescuing Grogu and defeating Moff Gideon. And the Darksaber is like this huge point because obviously Bo-Katan comes in early and is like, I need the Darksaber to unite Mandalore. And then, so Din has a Darksaber. We see this in Boba Fett and she's mm-hmm. and still somehow the armor is in charge, even though the Darksaber is literally like the symbol of the leader of Mandalore. Yeah. And so it's like, so technically Din is the leader of Mandalore, but that doesn't mean anything. The armor still tells him what to do. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense. And then, yes, again, this whole thing of taking off your helmet, Bo-Katan, so you can lead Mandalore. Like, Why? Okay, the, Why? I know. Okay, then the armor needs to take off her helmet. If she, if, if she really believes Bo-Katan is like the one to unite us, okay, then are, is she, is she going to unite the Children of the Watch? Or is she just going to unite like all Mandalorians in one? Then the armor should have taken off her helmet to symbolize we're you being united. But she does yeah. not. Yeah, what? So I, it, again, and then one like yeah, one dimensional. Um, Moff Gideon's coming back. Stupid. Uh, Bo-Katan. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part of Bo-Katan it. <laughs> Bo-Katan is bo leading Mandalore again. She's failed twice, so we know she's not supposed to lead it. Season three was all about the literally end of season two. Bo-Katan and and Din are going to have this weird complex of like, oh, I need the dark saber. I need to fight you in combat, but like we're friends and stuff. And then like, so like we all thought season three was all going to be about uniting Mandalore. She's failed twice. So she's not the leader of Mandalore. She does not need to be the leader of Mandalore. She can't do it. It's it's mm-hmm. supposed to be Din. He is the one that has clear understanding of the children of the watch. He's lived on the outside. He was a foundling. He has this Grogu that he cares about. He showed his face to, and that's all gone. It's all gone and washed. It's literally the sequels. They're just trying to yeah. redo the original trilogy, mm. bringing back Palpatine, bringing back Moff Gideon because they can't find another villain to, for some reason, another antagonist it's like it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense it's weak it's so weak and now we find out there's other mandalorians so they're going to do the nostalgia of like gar gar saxon from rebels who was like there's the sect of mandalorians that worked for the empire so obviously there's going to be at least some mandalorian conflict that we had thought that we had hoped would be the children of the watch and like regular mandalorians but no like that's all wash it's going to be Again, the Empire. Oh, you know what else pissed me off? I just thought of. <laughs> Let's when, go. <laughs> when Captain Tava, the the rebel or the not rebel, the New Republic pilot said, "The Empire's growing in numbers." Like, how is that possible? How is that possible? <laughs> Oper- Operation Cinder. We know this is canon. The Emperor, the Emperor's contingency plan was to literally destroy all the Imperial settlements. Because if he failed, then no one, none of the empire should have survived. That was his mm-hmm. whole plan, which mm-hmm. which happened. We saw that they talked about it in season two of Mandalorian, and it's in Battlefront, which is canon. So it's like literally the entire Imperial army was destroyed, and Navy and Army, whatever, is all destroyed. So how are they growing in numbers? This doesn't make any sense. They're literally in books. They, the New Republic is like finding all the moths, finding all the Grand Admirals and arresting all of them and putting them on trial. That's why Thrawn was literally like the last Grand Admiral that no one had ever heard of. And so mm-hmm. it's like this this is so stupid. They're, they're, they're hinting at the sequels, trying to fix them. And it's so dumb. Yeah, this yeah. doesn't work. No. Why is Moff Gideon returning? This is stupid. Yeah. You need a new villain. No, we we just need we need the Star Wars universe to end at Return of the Jedi. I think that we no. just need to we need to get rid of the rest of the canon. <laughs> it's so dumb. I'm like, you literally couldn't think of another villain. 
I know, and, isn't and that? It, and it seems like I have Bo-Katan do like a, a redemption arc of her fighting Moth Gideon or something to make her the true leader of Mandalore, which is stupid because it should be Din. Dude, I'm telling you. I honestly feel like I could sit. This is going to sound so arrogant, but I feel like I could sit down for like, give me like, you know, like proper amount of like focus and caffeine maybe. And I could sit down for like three or four hours and write like a, like a, like a general storyline for season three that is better than this one. Because no, for sure. I, I just live- feel like. Ugh. We we already we are we have already done that in our speculation. Literally, <laughs> That's literally, true. Our last everyone go listen to and our last episode of season two of The Mandalorian, and we literally I have all this speculation of oh my gosh this is gonna be so good. Grogu goes off with Luke. We'll never see Grogu again. That's a perfect way to end it. Keep the mystery alive. And then Din is gonna have this co- confliction of okay how do I you like do I go back to the children of the watch. I'm the leader. Of, I'm like the rightful leader of Mandalore. Bo-Katan wants a dark saber. Oh, I need to unite Mandalorians. We need to come and to hi- come out of hiding and stuff. It's like, oh, that would have been so good. We literally thought yeah. that with like five minutes. Yeah, and and we needed, and it's just like there's so many things. Like there's so many different elements that we could have had this season. Like when you say like couldn't have thought of a better villain. Like I think in, in I think we're at the point in the story. The story's mature enough or it should be that like we could have the villain. It could be like a mixture of like different conflicts. And like, I honestly think that the armor, like if you would have said, if they would have set up the season a certain way, I think the armor could have been the villain. Yes. We, you know, yeah, we, we, totally. again, yeah, it's, it's such a letdown. It sucks. It's, it's, it's a huge letdown. And like, she's so boring she, now. She's so boring. And like, I just, and like, Oh my God. The excessive amount of there's also like a there, this is the thing about this season too. This is the reason why I think mid is like such a good word for the season because it has like some moments where I'm like, hmm, like this could be interesting. Um, or like that that was kind of cool or stuff like that. Um, but it's just like so over like it's like the, this is why I said this to you earlier today. Like they're so good at just like bringing it back down to earth and just like in a bad way of just like, no, we're going to keep it really mid, you know, like yeah. just by in- injecting like something really stupid. And like, I think that like, like I'm so like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of like the armor with her little hammers, like fighting and like yeah. everything, like it's just everything, just everything's starting to feel really cheap and overplayed. And like, I'm just like, I'm just like losing interest in all of it because even the action that's somewhat good, like it's all losing its it's all losing its you know luster i guess because it, it's it's all connected to like these plot lines that don't mean anything like the stupid pirate plot line yeah like that was that. like a that was a fourth grade plot plot line like like you know their stupid shootout with the pirates in episode one of this season and then the pirate comes back and he's like bombing the town and then it's just like like, can we just give it a little more nuance? Like, give it a... It just doesn't feel natural. It's ugh, it's just not not it. Yeah, cheap, cheap is a really good word because I, I said this last episode, like, they're literally like... Or maybe two episodes ago, but like, they're really good at ruining characters this season. Everyone's <laughs> like... Like, dude, I got... I was I'm like, I was so annoyed this episode with... um, With Grief Karga. Oh, like, yeah. He, he's just... He was such a cool character, like the first two mm-hmm. seasons, and he mm-hmm. had a great arc. He was like this villain, and then he like obviously they even talk about it this episode. He fought Mando, and then he like kind of has like a change of heart. Second season, 
And I was like, this is sick. Like, this is cool. And then I don't know. He's just like a dweeb now. And like, I don't, I don't know. He's just annoying. He's, and, and also too, when they vacated the town, there was like 30 people with them. And I was like, I know where where is (laughs) everyone? (laughs) There's like 30 people. And they just like, they just like walk around the corner from the town. Like they're just like literally like walk around like one small hill. <laughs> I was dying at that part. I was like, what are they like? What are like what are they trying to sell me right now? <laughs> like they literally walk out of the town. Like, let's just walk like a hundred yards, guys, yeah. and we'll just go hide behind this hill. Because the giant intergalactic ship isn't gonna see all the people. They're like behind the hill. Like ugh. that's the thing. I think that's part of the thing too, is like with the show and with sometimes with Star Wars in general, that like that like writers need to be careful about is like like you can't change oh, how do i say this without making it sound like way too conceptual like you can't you can't change like the rules too much or like the laws of like the world that like your story takes place in okay and i guess the reason i bring that up is just because like everything with like grief carga and uh, Carson Tava and like every, uh, all the back and forth of like trying to like deal with this pirate attack. Like you can probably, you can look at like other examples of like other star Wars instances where like the, the laws or like the rules of like how this world operates um, are different. And so like, and so it, it kind of like brings the urgency down or it makes the whole thing feel like less um, uh, suspenseful. Yes. Because like all of a sudden they're bound, they're bound by, you know, they're just bound by different rules, you know, like it's like, it's hard for me to explain. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, I guess just what I'm saying is like the b- basic concept of like, when you write a story, you build a world and like within that world, there are rules and like there's laws that govern how things operate. And I just feel like in this show, those laws and those rules have become very like wishy-washy. And so therefore a lot of things feel not very suspenseful. And like they could just like make up anything at any point in time to just make the, like make the end result of the plot be whatever they want. Yeah. And so if the characters and all of the different forces that are moving within the world and within the story, it's going to end up wherever they want anyway, because they can just kind of change the rules. Then like, it all just feels like very much not exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think too, the new Republic is getting such a disservice and getting like, it's so unjust what they're doing to the new Republic and the Mandalorian. Right. Isn't um, it? We, I just, I feel like sucks. they don't, I feel like they don't know what they're, I feel like they don't even have an idea. I, see, this is what I'm saying. It, it kind of ties into what I'm saying about like changing the rules. Like, it's like, like, I feel like they don't even have an idea of like what the new Republic is. And like, so they can just change it on a whim. Like it's, it's, yeah. it, they, they, like they, I think that like you have, they had to like sit down, like come up, like build the world and then build the story. But it feels like they're building the world to fit the story. All right. Yeah. But what were you, I'll let you go. No, yeah, <laughs> well, because like we know when the a couple episodes ago with Dr. Pershing, they're like, you know, giving all these imperial officers numbers. Um, they don't call them by a name, they call them by a number. They they're you they're still using the mind flare or whatever. It's like, and in this episode, like, oh, we're spread to we're uh oh, I don't, I've never heard of it, so no, they didn't we can't help them, even though for some reason 
all these new Republic pilots are just sitting around in this tavern playing pool. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I'm like, hey, like you can't go help. And this is another thing that annoyed me. Mando has run into those pilots like two or three times in season one and two. So they're definitely like patrolling the outer rim. Yeah, they're so doing like, stuff. They're doing stuff. But then in this one, they're not doing stuff and they're not allowed to go out there. Yeah. I was like, hey, okay, at least like, and this has only been five years. So you're telling me in five years, they're already like basically falling, a breaking, crumbling. Uh, this Like, I want to see, like in, in Legends books that I wish were canon, the New Republic was spread so thin that they couldn't keep control. That makes more sense because they're smaller. They're still newer. They have like the underworld, the criminal underworld like, is like trying to take over planets. And so it's more about like, they're trying, there's this power vacuum of the empire mm-hmm. died, Jabba the Hutt died. So they're trying to like gain all this control, gain all these planets. And so they're spread so thin, but they're trying to do help. In this one, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're rich as we're rich as hell. We just don't give a shit about planets. We're just all chilling around doing nothing. Oh, yeah. People, people are in trouble. Oh, we can't help them. It's like, that's not the new Republic. The new Republic, the literally the rebellion was all about helping those in need when we literally have no numbers at all. They'll do whatever and whatever it was to destroy the empire, no matter at what cost. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. they just lose that, they lose that mindset in five years. Like, how dumb. This is mm-hmm. that's just so frustrating that they're they're making the new republic so stupid, like look so weak and so like vulnerable when it's like they should just be trying, at least trying, have that hero mentality of yes, like we can send two pilots, like that's all we can spare right now. But yeah, let's let's do it instead of like, oh no, we can't do it. Sorry. It's like that's that made me so angry. It's like this is you guys lost the vision of the new republic like, completely. Well, and like and if and if they're gonna give us a new republic that's weak in certain ways. Then like offer it up in a way where like we can we can consider like the like the different angles and nuances of like why the government is non-functional. Like like I think about the uh, once again, like let's go back to Andor, like the view that Andor gives us of the inner workings of the Empire and of oh. the Rebel Alliance, like it it offers a it offers the audience like a really complex view of how these different groups operate. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, you know, like we can look at the rebellion and see like, Oh, they do, they do some like kind of unethical things. Like, but we also get to see their motivation. We get to see why they do that. We get to see their, their multitude of emotions around the fact that they do unethical things. And then we also see the empire and we see how people in the empire believe that they're the good guys. And we see how, you know, they, they are able to bring a certain level of order to some of their domains and like all these different things. But like with the new Republic, we're just, we're getting like a kindergartner, like interpretation of like this, like sort of governing group. Um, because yeah, it all, it's all very simplistic and we're not really getting like this deeper view, uh, of sort of the inner workings. I, I will say, I do think the Dr. Pershing story arc, story arc offered a little bit more of that. Yeah. That was um, like the best. I feel like that's the best we've seen of this, yeah. this season. That was like the most interesting part. Yeah. It was really interesting. Cause we, cause <laughs> we did get to see some of that inner, we, we got to just see like, okay, like there is some texture, um, to, to the faction but like yeah i i i I totally see where you're coming from and i do think it's being sold like being sold short for us to get to like see the new republic but obviously they don't care about the new republic because all they want they want the the, you know they have already created the resistance and the first order and so the new republic's not important i don't think to these storytellers you know which is a bummer I literally cannot believe they <laughs> they made the resistance in the first world. That is seriously so stupid. 
Oh my First of all, why, why would you even change your name? It's literally like the same people that are still in charge of the rebellion. <laughs> I know. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna re, we're gonna rebrand ourselves to the resistance now. <laughs> and also, it's like at the beginning of the Force Awakens, the First Order like not isn't even like that much of a government yet. Like they're don't they're not they don't even they don't even control like the whole galaxy yet. It's like, what are you resisting? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like they're not even like they're not even governing over you. And I mean, we don't even know how much we don't even, I mean, it's all, it's all just a train wreck when you really come to, when it comes down to it, Um, like this, no, I was just going to say like, it just bums me out because for all the flaws in George Lucas's writing, what you do get is like George Lucas. I think I'm, I'm even realizing this as we're talking, realizing this as we're talking, it's like George Lucas, like, I think that he, he was so good at building the world. Yeah. And then, and then, and then he put the story inside the world, yeah, you know? True. And, and so, and, and he had real, it was like, it all was fleshed out and it made sense. The Republic, the Rebel Alliance, the Empire, you know, the Jedi, the Sith, the whole galaxy was like, it was like, it was cohesive. It made sense. And it, but it was also multi dimensional and interesting and like just imaginative and all those things. But, um, yeah, like I think this version of the galaxy, since Disney's taken over, especially, is just so much more like it just feels like it's kind of like this weird plot driven thing. I mean, it's very much Marvel Cinematic Universe in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And so I'll, I'll I'll take another dig at the MCU because that's what I do every single episode of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got we got five minutes left. Um, I want to quickly talk about the Grogu flashback. If we have time. okay, yeah, I mean, we can we can open up a second. We can we can keep it going if we have to, unless um, you're adamantly against it. <laughs> I'm 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 against it. I'm already done okay. talking about this. Like <laughs> I'm so fed up with this show. <laughs> All right, let's talk about let's talk about uh, Jar Jar Binks. So uh. <laughs> yes, I know I I want to be nice because I know like this. I feel like this is a really great opportunity for Ahmad Best. Yeah, I'm so happy he got his like redemption arc. 20 years too late, which I think is like a really disservice and honestly disgusting that, you know, Star Wars didn't correct that like right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this story should be closed already. Like I, I don't, I don't like that. We're getting more into Grogu's past because I think it's stupid. It, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we already got a flashback in like season one or something, season two. And like, that was good enough for me. Like that, that, but now we're like, they're opening the door up to this story that was already closed and I was thinking, like, okay, so Ahmad Best Kellerman, the Jedi Kellerman, takes takes Grogu away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does Grogu get into the hands of these raiders? Is literally Ahmad Best going to lose Grogu? Like, is Kellerman going to lose Grogu, and he's going to have to go through more torture? Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Like, how how does if he's in the hands of Kellerman, how does he get to the raiders? Like, I don't I don't want to know that story. The mystery is good enough for me. Like, somehow he escapes and. You know, the, obviously he was in hiding and the, the these raiders come across him and Mando yeah. finds him in season one, episode one. So it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, I'm not looking forward to learning more about this story. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. It is, it is very interesting to, to consider that. And yeah, I, I don't, I do think that like there needs to be some mystery that remains and like things have gotten so overplayed with Grogu. It's like, uh I don't know. 
it it's it's just kind of lost its magic and and i and i do agree with you in the sense that like obviously stoked for the actor and like what what that all meant um in that regard um but but yeah i mean and like may i and like a lot of people are talking about like okay like obviously he left in like a naboo um transport and like you know is this going to tie into naboo somehow and like whatever what what whatever character might be relevant that has a background in naboo um and so I don't know. But then at the same time, like, it's like they're there. I just feel like this show, it just like throws in like side stories, like wherever they feel convenient. And then they, they, yeah. they don't feel any, any need to like follow up on those side stories. Like, just like, just throw it in there and then just move on. And so who knows what they're going to do? I mean, I, it's yeah, I don't know. It's not yeah, cohesive I'm, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so fed up with Grogu. I like, I want his, I, I'm like, literally it's like, I'm like mourning, mourning the season two ending. Like it, it was such a perfect ending, and then they had to ruin it by bringing him back. And it's just like it's so irritating. Like he, he literally mm-hmm. does nothing, and he's still in the same childlike state, and he's gonna remain like that forever. He's he's literally like fifty seven, fifty yeah. almost sixty now, and he still can't talk. It's like this is so dumb. I literally hate this so much, dude. He's that whole doing that his whole... freaking cooing. <laughs> I was gonna say that whole freaking scene of like, like him having like the one-on-one matchup yes. with like the other. Give me a break, dude. It was it was such a poorly done scene. Like it was so awkward. That's yeah. the other thing. Last thing I'll say, I'm just gonna say it is just like I just think the dialogue and the script in this show this season is bad. Like, or it's just it's just really awkward to me. Yeah, the majority of scenes. And here we are. We got less than a minute before before we're gonna close this thing out. What are our last? Well, any last comments? <laughs> I mean, guys, don't hate us. We we, <laughs> did, we we just want good story. I just want Andor back. Honestly, I'm, I'm like I can't <laughs> no. wait for season two. That that show is 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 high so. is high class. That's high quality. Yeah, this show, I mean, like, this show used to be good, but it's not anymore. No, it's really taken a significant step back. So bummer. All right, we'll be here next week, though, still talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for those that stayed listening. (laughs) Yep.